Hello and welcome back to Unedited the Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lauren, and this is episode 16. Today I'm joined by a guest who I love so very much. You know those people that you meet that they just feel like a part of you, just like a kindred spirit. You connect instantly. It doesn't matter how much time or space you take away from one another. There's always just brilliant connection and conversation and relation. That is how I feel about Nadia. So without further ado, welcome. Thank you for coming on and feel free to introduce yourself. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like honestly, when you told me that I would be introducing myself, I got a little bit nervous and I'll explain why. (laughs) Because it only has just been today that I had a session with someone really special And after the session, I felt like, okay, this is a knock on my doorstep, like literally marking the start of the new era in what I'm doing. And it means that I am new here as well. So I literally like voiced aloud to other people and to myself, like that sort of new introduction. And this is this is what you asked me to do here right now on the same day. Amazing. That's, that, that's crazy and that is a little bit nervous. Okay. So I used to call myself, and that is the most recent version, and this is what I really actually do. Um, I call myself an embodiment and money mentor, as well as the calibrator. I find that what I do best I I calibrate people. I calibrate people really well inside out so that, as I call it, they are on the path. Yeah. I love that so much. (laughs) I know that you get it. Yeah. And not only people, I like people who I choose to work with mostly um, are high level leaders, like literally the portals to the massive good in the world. Mm-hmm. That is really, really nervous to be saying things like this out loud because I used to have that knowing inside me for a long time, but I've never voiced it out loud anywhere, you know? Yeah. And how bloody important that is. And I know that you do the same, just to mention that here. I just know it. Mm-hmm. Um, how important that is because these like literally extremely gifted like really deep talented brilliant people for one they are very few amount they're like few right maybe mm-hmm. up to one one to five percent of the world I would say yeah. and this oh, is yeah. true this is true so that means that they literally like in their general surrounding, they don't find themselves like normal people. Mm -hmm. And the further they go into themselves, expressing their creative genius, like their own true creation, the more fear they face because they even so far have been (laughs) misunderstood quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So what if they go even deeper that, you know, into the next level of embodiment, into the next level of creation, there is a fear that they will lose everyone completely around yeah. them. And that's what I keep meeting day in and day out with people who I work with and who I meet and like get to know. 
And this is, I think this is an important thing that I'm going to say right now. I don't know why, but it feels like that in my body. These people, when I meet them, tend to have some sort of health problems. Hmm. Yeah. And to me, this is the body saying, hello, stop stopping yourself. Ah, this is such a fascinating thing for you to be bringing up right now. I literally yesterday was writing in my journal. I, I really want to work with like a creative immersion and the extension of that inner creativity that you were speaking about because I find going inward is the easy part. And like you said, it's like that declaration, that expression and that like expansion into density, into the physical that feels that it like brings up all of the visceral fears of like rejection or being misunderstood or judged or anything like that. And I find personally in my own process, I, I will like self-sabotage my own creative process by being just constantly inward and not actually outwardly expressing, writing, voicing, creating art and then it's like I I become I always call it like creatively constipated like I like stop my own creative energy from like moving and that's such a scarcity paradigm because it is it's you're just constantly like holding 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 white knuckling and not generously giving of creation and creation has to be proliferated in order to be powerful and have an impact and when you're Um, I would always talk about this in my human design readings when I was doing that, especially with generators and manifesting generators. When your life force energy, your sacral energy gets trapped in your body and has nowhere to go, it's going to start creating dysfunction in your body, which to your point of like these people having that like illness or injuries or ailments and things like that, to me in my own world, that has been such a visceral, tangible result of my decision not to express creation fully. I'll like get to the point of fully forming an idea within and then I stop it there. And it's like, well, of course I'm feeling not well because I've completely cut off the process of expression and of blossoming. And I think a lot of us can relate to that being that one to five percent of people that feel really alien in our being, in our ideas, in our visions, in the audacity that we have to just like transform elements of the world, it can feel really isolating and really scary. And and we often need support in opening up that expressive channel to take all of that brilliance and materialize it and connect it with the people that need it this is literally (laughs) literally mind-blowing and crazy that you're saying these things because before this moment in time I have never heard anyone say it in these words but me because that has been literally that could have been translated into the Russian and that was the intro that was intro into my program Mm. That was for people, and the same words, feeling constipated, 
Yeah. I used I used to say impregnated, but that is more like constipated. Yeah. You know, it's like 45 weeks pregnancy. It has to come out. It has to come out. It's mm-hmm. time. And then if it doesn't come out, like you said, it starts all sorts of processes inside because you like stopping, you're blocking it, right? Yeah. This is crazy that we're talking about this right now, but what else could we talk about right now? Because that is the most important thing in my reality at the moment. And if it is in my reality, of course it is in yours as well. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you came with a knee injury today. <laughs> like, I don't I literally. don't think this is random. I literally don't think any of this is random. And okay, so coming back to like what I find my mission is, but it's not just mine. It's our shared mission. And I know, I know that from mm-hmm. you, just by knowing you, is that imagine, so we as consciousness are expanding. This is literally how I see it. We are expanding. And so far, we are reaching the limit, like the limit further than the limit we haven't been able to go for a very long time. You know, this is like literally the limit. If we break it, we step into the new, like truly Mm -hmm. new, not old new, but truly new. And normally what happens here, and this is the, this is how the mind works is how the psyche works. Like exactly what we're experiencing into that creative, creative process. It stops. It's the same as within. So without, right. Same as a collective who experienced this too. And we collapse and then the destructive process starts and we just roll back down. And then, yes, we keep elevating and then keep falling down, elevating, falling down. So this is a good dynamic. But speaking about the entire consciousness realm, right? Entire mm-hmm. earth, there are people, 1% of these people in certain depth. And they are who are actually moving that border together. Yeah. So if these people, I imagine, if these people are holding hands and almost like keeping the string perfectly, uh, perfectly, what's the word? Like a string of a guitar. Yes, perfectly (laughs) perfectly taut, right? It's not loose, it's not too tight. The music is brilliant. Mm -hmm. And if these people are experiencing destructive process inside, yeah. This is when the entire thing, like this entire movement starts also experiencing the destructive process inside. Yeah. And I find, and that is the reason, like there is literally, I was thinking like, why is it that I resist working with everyone? Why is it that I resist like speaking to bigger audience to everyone, whoever, and just making my message clear to everyone? I'm always saying, I'm not making my message clear to everyone. I'm making my my message as it comes from my creative process. And this is what I always preach, like begging people, please don't make yourself, don't simplify yourself mm-hmm. for everyone. Uh. Don't do that. Because if you do that, you sacrifice your own evolution. Yeah. And whoever but not you can sacrifice your own evolution because... If you do that, this is when the destructive process starts. Yes. And this is called give yourself first, right? And for us, especially, we're like, okay, but what if I say in these words, who will hell understand me? Nobody. 
you think mm-hmm. that and like not never nobody around me understands this and then so that is the situation and when i say like i choose like this is this is my choice right to go into this like calibrator role yeah like no we're not falling off anywhere we're not compromising anywhere at all mm-hmm. because that is the path that is the path i find yes. that when we shoot into the moon if there is one degree one degree aside we're not going to shoot into the moon mm-hmm. and go away aside yeah at, at the higher distance yeah and it all comes down to like radical truth telling to yourself like a radical truth you know yeah like in, in truth telling if you like again one percent off this is not equal it doesn't equal truth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's misaligned yeah misaligned. this is one of the biggest reasons why like ground floor for any of the work that i do is the cultivation of energetic, emotional, spiritual, and physical integrity and so that you can actually – literacy, yeah. You you actually understand the mechanics of your blueprint. And as you develop yourself within the context of that, you can then start to – when you're employing that masculine outward energy, you're precise in the way that you penetrate with your energy. You're precise in the way that you're altering the field and you're acting as this key that's opening a very specific door or set of doors to expand possibility and potentiality for people that are meant to transit through that specific portal. And the fact that all of us have these really unique gifts is perfect because we're all we're all holding a key or a puzzle piece to a very specific portal, a very specific um, path through potentiality in that process of expanding into limitlessness. And I I love to use the word like way showers. The the people that are way showing are the ones like you said we're we're very carefully, intentionally extending our own personal edges and capacities and limitations until collectively we start to actually witness in an external way that there are new, that the, the aperture just opens up and then there's new possibilities available for all of us because we each worked on our own expansion if that makes sense <laughs> makes not only does it make perfect sense this is so alive and real i almost could see clear visuals of you explaining this like uh, this is here right now in between us you know mm-hmm. that's how clear it is and i'm just i'm just going to say that again i utmostly admire your ability to paint with words thank you <laughs> all the spectrum of colors this is unbelievable honestly Kelsey mm. and what I would uh, go ahead <laughs> <laughs> I was just receiving 
<laughs> I was just receiving your compliment. <laughs> yeah. So what I wanted to add here to what you were just saying, for us, those, like you say, the way showers, right? Mm -hmm. The ones who are at the edge, stretching the edge through our experience for everyone. Mm-hmm and finding that alignment of the doors mm -hmm. like you said I, like you said this is just bloody mesmerizing <laughs> so and this is amazing because again i don't know any other single person who would use that particular it's not even a metaphor this is reality mm -hmm. but that's what i find also i also use the door met metaphor kind of like mm -hmm. But I'm just going to tell you. So have you been in Egypt and seen any Egyptian? Um, Egyptian Only in temple? my dreams. <laughs> Only in your dreams. Okay. So yeah. last year, when we last connected to you and I lived in Luxor for some mm -hmm. time, I've seen for the first time, I've been for the first time in the temples of Egyptian gods. Yeah. And my forever favorite, I'm just going to mention it right here, and I would love, I would love us to go there. I would love us with you and I and maybe other way showers to meet in spaces like this. This is one of my dreams to create a mastermind oh, and travel yes. with people in places of true power like this. Yep. Okay, to channel creativity in there. So when I saw these temples, I was like, basically, it feels like a layer and layer and layer of insight you just see this and you understand everything you know mm -hmm. and what created this insight was in these temples they are perfectly symmetrical and this is like imagine this is the central entrance this is the door and it goes like this right mm -hmm. so to the left and to the right there is spaces yeah. and as you see at the front door it looks like a long corridor all mm -hmm. the way to the end of the of the building and that long corridor also is the alignment essentially of doors or portals because a huge temple cannot be just one room there is like many rooms like that mm -hmm. and there is one door and second door or portals third fourth and i yeah. can't remember how many but there are several and the thing is that that at the end at the back end of that portal of that temple there is a final altar hmm. and the whole purpose of that symmetrical building was for anybody any person who was allowed or not allowed to enter the temple at the entrance of it they had to be able to see the final altar no matter what hmm. brilliant and that that okay and that way through these portals aligned because if they if they aren't aligned and you walk you you're, you can't get to the final altar they mm -hmm. have to be aligned for you to get to the final altar and that uh, as i've studied buddhism this year i've just really got into it so curious and once i started hearing about what they call the path of buddha yeah that path within yourself i thought 
this is what Egyptians encrypted in those temples. This is the path. Mm-hmm. Once you're right here on on like this, <laughs> on this alignment of portals, being able to see the final altar, you are on the path. And that's all that matters. Ah, oh, that's so beautifully said. <laughs> yeah. And it's so amazing that you are using these as well, these these like words, this way mm-hmm. to describe, right? That final alignment so that we are shooting, we're or we're looking into the final altar. Mm-hmm. We're looking there, you know, into the source of creation. Yeah. Yeah. I I just think too, like when I feel into the essence of like God of creation, it's precise. There's no fault. There's no mistakes. It's just, it's this precise but beautiful unfolding Mm -hmm. of that precision. And I think a lot of us can get distracted with the process, the mastery process, the relationship process, or trying to bypass parts of the process that feel uncomfortable. But every choice point that you're presented is always in perfect, precise alignment with that final vision and expression. So it doesn't matter what you choose to do or not do or be or not be. You're constantly, like you said, calibrating and making these micro adjustments to all that is, to like the final manifestation or expression of of God. And I think since I've started really like internalizing that, it started to take a lot of pressure off of me to pursue perfection, mm-hmm. to judge to doubt (laughs) all of those things that are very human and very real and absolutely still a part of my reality. Um, But that that knowing, and I I briefly shared it in the context of wealth on my stories today, but that, that knowing of your inextricable connectedness to God, to creation, and the fact that God and creation is precise and perfect thereby means that who you're being, as long as you're in the now, present, is also precise and perfect. You're just taking different pathways towards the same expression, if that makes sense. I love that. <laughs> I love that, how you put it into words. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's definitely like, it's funny that I've chosen, I, I, I don't often choose like a curriculum for myself, but for some reason this month, I really kind of honed in on the intersection of like creation and wealth consciousness and just this, this proliferation of abundance and provision and resourcing. And they're the same thing. The more that I sit with it, it's the same thing. And Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just there's just like there's just nuance and there's depth and there's there's breadth and 
context and different textures and octaves of all of it that gets to be experienced, the more you're willing to be in devotion to it and work with it and play with it and experience the essence of creation of, of abundance of wealth. And it's just, it's so beautiful and like enlivening and fun. And it like really mostly clicked for me yesterday that like, there are no mistakes. So if I can't make mistakes, if there's not failure, if there's no wrong, of course, outside of inorganic distortion, but when there's no wrong in who you're being, then there's no need to worry about anything. Just just keep calibrating back to now. And eventually that expansion of potentiality and that ability to focus in on that final portal, I say in air quotes, that final destination or altar point, it just, it becomes a seamless part of your, your reality. <laughs> I mean, I'm just sitting in it because I, I don't know, I can't stop being blown away by, <laughs> by the fact, well, I already know and I knew. <laughs> it's my husband behind the window laughing at me, smiling at me. <laughs> so I knew that <laughs> purposely like smiling and distracting me. Kiss to you too, thank you. Okay. That's so sweet. I love that. Yeah. I knew that we are on the same page to you, but right now it's actually the first time when that this is unfolding in these words. Because whatever I explained to you in that voice note, yeah, it could have all been said in these words. Mm-hmm. Like this is what I'm trying to put into these two concepts of embodiment. This like this is what you even showed with your body language. You say, okay, almost like fountain you know fountain Mm -hmm. the creation without stopping it yeah that is the actual thing that i was trying to explain that i put in the russian concept that i couldn't find the exact concept in english but that's what it is Mm -hmm. the expression of creation through you yeah like the embodiment being the process that allows you to do that almost i don't know Mm -hmm. and why why do they go together in like why I took these two things also. This is the theme. It has been in the programs that I'm running, the programs that I come in here, and money, but they can be called... Wealth probably is a better word to say. Resource, provision, providence. I know. (laughs) Yeah, so many. (laughs) They truly are the fucking same. And like you were saying, so I've been feeling a huge pull. And right now I'm just feeling a pull. So to say that to you, like deeply go in all taboo topics. Mm -hmm. Not just for myself, bring them out. Create a community for people to come in and experience whatever they know as a woo-woo, as a taboo, as a something that there is a lot of gray areas for them, mm-hmm. not just on a mental level of understanding, but on a lived understanding. Yeah. Experience source of creation. Don't speak about it. Well, you can speak about it, but let's speak from experience. Mm-hmm. Let's experience what is money. 
because money is one of the hugest distortion points. Oh, yes. <laughs> hugest distortion points. And if we see that that is part of the same thing, if the left shoulder of it is continuously distorted as a massive field, and that's what I find all of the time in the spiritual community. Well, it is spiritual. They're all going inwards. But I see so much distortion, so much of it everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like whatever I found since last year, people like uh, calling it quantum healing and things like this. Yeah. This is like in a huge community that I met. Mm-hmm. And I look at this and I ask them, like, what is this? Tell me, but tell me from experience, not from knowing, like, what it is. And I find a huge distortion. And part of this distortion is rooted in one of the taboo uh, egregor, I would even say, if that's the right word, like a, a field, the energy field. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, a distorted energy field, which is yeah. money. If you are still connected to these distortions, feeding them energy, you know? Mm-hmm. How are you supposed to know that third part of the triangle, right? The third part of the three. Mm-hmm. Undistortedly. How? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's so many, <laughs> so many things that I... I think, I think one of the most powerful um, revelations, um, mm-hmm. points of integration that I had while exploring uh, quantum concepts, let's say, yes, is how, like, that is simply humans, logically, verbally tangibly trying to give life animate and understand god (laughs) like and that's something that i mean as brilliantly as i can string words together i cannot ever accurately speak to the experience the essence the felt like (laughs) that is God if you know what I mean like it's there's no amount of seeing something through a purely logical lens or a verbal lens or an emotional lens like you need all of the facets all of the human sensory experiences and the superhuman I say as I speak to like the soul the oversoul the the part of you that is still so deeply connected and integrated with its God essence, all of those things unify and harmonize to create the experience of creation. It's not to explain creation. It's not to understand creation. It's this like experiencing and this emanation that happens and I think a lot of people that are trying to like condense this into classes and master classes and courses and podcasts and all of these things like 
I think that's only a part of it. Like you can speak to it, you can share it, you can create art around it. And also if you're not willing to be in relationship with it in an, in an embodiment kind of a way, in a, in a way where you receive and emanate in the same way, the essence of that experience of that frequency, if you want to call it that, you're going to miss the mark. <laughs> and this is one of my favorite things about my my containers even is like, yes, we build a foundation of literacy and of maturity and of integrity and all of these very human, tangible things. And also a lot of the work I say in air quotes is is of essence, is of being, it's of subtle nature. It's calibration. It's like creating connective tissue between all of the very human elements of density. And instead of trying to ascend out of it, you bring it together <laughs> with those higher aspects, those higher dimensional octaves, textures, layers. And I think that to me is like the ultimate expression of what the human spiritual experience is meant to be, is this like unification moving from this polarity, like you were saying, this bi-wave experience into a tri-wave experience of this, like, it's an open system where we're, we become part of the fabric of everything and not just intellectually, but in like a being sense. Experientially. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is a deep conversation. <laughs> that yeah yeah and there's just so much nuance there right it's so much nuance <laughs> so much nuance and that's why mm, that's why literacy this is what you're doing in your containers mm -hmm. literacy is highly important mm -hmm. this is not something that you learn Mm. intellectually no it yeah. is the inner literacy and you can only really be able to distinguish discern mm -hmm. things subtlest things one from the other is when you leave them mm-hmm you can't not get your hands dirty. Exactly. Yeah. In order to feel this, like such subtle things. And unless we learn to actually distinguish between, discern, say, all of these different fruits in a smoothie and put them aside, because sometimes you need to move in between the two mm -hmm. subtle things untouching them mm -hmm. perceiving <laughs> perceiving absolutely mm -hmm. perceiving but yeah so i do not i want to highlight that point of actual literacy yeah. from their experience and like okay i have a question right now how did you come to teach these things 
in your containers. How did you come even to, like, what was that? Was it just your knowing, your experience, your idea? How, how did you happen to bring these? Okay, did you learn from anyone or is it just you? Oh, I cannot take full credit for that. <laughs> I think first and foremost, mm-hmm. the reason that I have arrived at the expression I've arrived at is because from a very young age, I have prioritized a relationship with God and creation. How? It's looked very different over the years. Like I was raised in a Catholic family. So there were different contexts through which I was always exploring spirit and um, our origin and creation and all of that. I've always been just fiercely curious though to know, to perceive, to feel connected with whatever that was in whatever context I was exploring it. And so I think that's a part of it. I have... I've also been gifted with very high levels of intuition, of extrasensory and sensory capacity. Like I'm I'm highly sensitive and I have I haven't viewed my sensitivity like a lot of people do as like this detriment, but I also haven't exalted not exalted. I haven't put my sensitivity on a pedestal either. Mm-hmm. It's just a part of who I am and it's it's a a data point through which I receive reality. And that's just kind of always been my nature. It's never been something that I've tried to do. I've never tried to have an intuition. I've never tried to perceive things above beyond wherever they lay in the ether. It's just always been a part of my reality and so I think I think just having that be my nature this curiosity and this just deep connection and relationship with creation has been incredibly foundational to the way that I move and see the world um but I absolutely have had I mean I think all of us in on our paths have intersected with different circumstances or people or concepts that have served to create context and to amplify certain elements of our curiosity or of our our essence. And I've always been very discerning around the kinds of information that I've taken in. Um, Very, very, mm, I was talking about this with a mentor actually. And my work in the last six months has really been like de-escalating the intensity of my energetic gate because it's very discerning. Like I have a very like strong (laughs) purity radar, so to speak. And I mean that not in like purity culture, but just I'm very good at qualifying energy. And so part of how I came into the work that I do is through that process of qualifying energy and being very precise with what energetic transference I'm receiving from other people, what frequency I'm taking in, what textures I'm starting to play with and integrate. And because of just this like 
lifelong devotion and curiosity, it has naturally become what it is now. It's just, it's who I am. It's not something that I, like Mm -hmm. I said, it's not something that I try to do or have. Um, So the, the work that I do in the world, my art, my contribution is just such a natural extension of those elements of myself. And I couldn't imagine doing anything else. I know it's going to change in the way that it it takes form probably over the course of my lifetime. But yeah, does that answer your question? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. So basically you're saying that this is your way to be. Yeah. And this is how you, as you know, objects in your house, you just know what is what and what is where and how Mm -hmm. to use them and how to mix them and how to do Mm -hmm. magic in the kitchen and all things like that. The same way Mm -hmm. you are navigating that realm of your inner being, of your inner reality. And that's why you know it so well. And this is just part of your life. And this is what you share with the world. Okay. I'm asking this (laughs) because, (laughs) uh, because only not very long time ago i've learned like to the extent that you are yeah i've only learned about one person who i didn't get to meet alive because he died two years before i learned about him and he was the founder of anthropologics as it's called right now i told you about it Mm -hmm. so it's like people this dude right he like Probably, well, you guys are from the same essence, from the same essential field. I just know it. So he gathered people who were right on point, you know, mm-hmm. right there, right there with him. And for 25 years, he devoted his life to inhabiting and studying and like stretching slightly borders and like literally... Um, investigating and discovering mm-hmm. the terrain of the entire inner reality that we mm. personally and as a collective have keys to yeah. because you might have inhabited a certain part of inner reality and you know it more there's other people who live in different depths different layers of depths Mm-hmm. And this is how, like, you know, they created the entire school, the entire big picture of everything. But they were a group of people working for 25 years, breaking together, and you are one single person mm-hmm. teaching this in your school. <laughs> and the question that comes out of here yeah. is the value of this, what you are doing is mm, well immense it is mm-hmm. immense there is no other word to find rather than that yeah and looking at the entire realm of people going to like through their own evolution and spiritual growth and all that do you know what they're missing to really move into that revolution two things they they miss the immersive experience, mm-hmm. they, they miss spaces 
where they can come and get that immersive experience. Because all what they have is the spaces where they come to intellectualize together mm-hmm. or tune into somebody else's experience through a transmission that they're given, but not their own. Yes. So that's first. In the social spaces, we have all sorts of things like Zoom rooms, webinars, or even in real life, we have mm-hmm. like gyms and yoga classes and all things like that. But is there a place where you come to literally train your discernment, to mm. literally up your literacy? Is there mm-hmm. a place like that? No. And well, I'm not saying that I know the entire of the English speaking space, <laughs> but from what I do know, I don't know such a space. And do you know mm. why? Because you are holding the keys to it and mm. so far, no opening it to everyone mm. who's needing it so badly. They're looking for this key, you know? They're looking, they're looking for this door. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, you have the key. And you have the key. And your body mm-hmm. continuously mm-hmm. with the knee, with other things, just keeps kind of like whispering to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About this. I think I know. Okay. So before we hopped on this call, we were having a little micro conversation <laughs> around um, just like creating stoppers in our in our process um yeah and I I know you can relate to this around just the the things that come so naturally and so innately to you it's often challenging almost like blurred vision when you look in the mirror you can't fully see what somebody else might perceive and This is one of the reasons, like you were saying, cultivating a room where energetic transference can happen and you can be received, not just seen, received, reflected back, interacted and engaged with, like brought into relationship with other people within the context of your essence and our human brains can create that contrast and discern those doors, those portals, those keys, it becomes really difficult (laughs) to create that connective tissue in a silo on your own without an ecosystem of people that are also on their paths creating that process of discernment and self-discovery and literacy and expression of that literacy. And first of all, thank you for for walking us both through that experience that you just did. I think that was really beautiful. And um, one of the things that I, I know of myself, I'm very good at asking in, intelligent, intentional, precise questions. It's very rare that people ask the same of me. And so that was just like, oh, I turned into a puddle. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Um, and you just have such a brilliant way of connecting 
seemingly disjointed concepts and ideas like fragments and bringing them together of synthesizing just essence wisdom and I I love that about you so much (laughs) um but it really does like it it we right now and I hope the people listening to this are are also receiving the questions and the invitations that we're offering as a way to to go within themselves and just really explore that because this container, this podcast episode is a beginning point of creating an ecosystem like that, of inviting people into an exploratory playground through which you can develop all of these these things that we call emotional maturity, energetic maturity, literacy, discernment, embodiment, all of this, those are all just layers of experiencing your I amness. And we all get to like contribute to the expression of that in such beautiful ways. And I just, yeah, I'm just so grateful that you even created this little tangent because it was brilliant (laughs) oh my gosh thank you Kelsey I'm also really receiving this and because of how highly I view you as like honestly how highly I view you in your process in your evolution and again in your ability to speak to verbalize things like to hear something like that back at myself, mm. especially in terms of English language, because that's not my native tongue, right? Yeah. That is almost like, wow, it really feels amazing. <laughs> Thank you for that. Oh, it is my pleasure. <laughs> but yeah, so last time when we had a call, do you remember I told you, I told you, I feel like we almost, there is there is a line, a pathway somewhere where we have a shared mission. Yeah. And we were like, okay, let it just unfold itself. Let, just, let it just brew and present itself. Mm-hmm. And now during this podcast, as we've been into this and as I've just seen, I just saw it, right? I saw it. There is people right there who have worked for 25 damn years to, to just like, uncover all these things and this is what the school teaches Mm -hmm. the anthropagogics literally means life as profession or maturity Mm -hmm. inner maturity in like every single concept that you're using is the foundation of their teaching and you own it it's not their teaching you know it's like the people it's just what we verbalize from the same space where we're at. Yeah. But the fact that you have these keys without having a community yet, this only just shows me such a vast and immense power that you hold. And imagine if right now in your evolution everything was created in a way that your entire attention stays at the border 
further, not looking back. Mm -hmm. The entire power is faced there, you know, meeting the creation with your arms open. Mm -hmm. Like that. A keeping walking mm -hmm. the distance and showing the way with yes. your entire baggage of literacy that you have on all levels. Mm -hmm. I, I think to your point, one thing that I want to build on mm -hmm. and, and just create some connective tissue here is you spoke about this, this collective of people who are working for 25 years to cultivate this body of knowledge, this mm -hmm. experiencing. That to me is a building of what we were talking about earlier around like they were way showing, yeah. they were expanding the edges and opening the collective aperture to what kind of inner exploration and experiencing was possible and I fully believe like as part of a unified field, one of the reasons, like you asked before, one of the reasons I have come into the work that I've done is because when you're in that connection with creation, with God, with the unified field, and you're attuned and open to receiving that energetic transference from the quantum field, their work is available to me now and I get to expand it further. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, right? Coming back to your very beginner question, which is literally, yeah. it's not the answer that I have, but I get to learn this about myself with every yeah. step of the way right now. Like there is one thing, and like there is nothing that activates me more than this one thing. And this one thing is seeing like people like you being at that border, literally seeing on all realms that sort of holding yourself back to ness. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. That creates like all sort of uncomfortability on all levels for yourself. And for the entire collective. The collective, yeah. Like, literally. You, you are the portal. You are one of the portals. You calibrate everywhere. Yeah. But your own calibration right now would mean stepping into that. You know, mm -hmm. because... What I find us as like givers, as the way leaders, right? There mm -hmm. are two realms. There is one realm where we give and give and give and give and give and give and give. Yes, but we still, even though we evolve in this space, mostly we are still within the realm of the known for us. Mm -hmm. For us to truly expand, we need to go into hermitage essentially go mm -hmm. the other direction and stretch the borders that are not present there when we teach other people yes and unless these two things are existent and working at the same time there will be some sort of you know mm -hmm. signs from 
from wherever, from creation, knocking on all sorts of doors, mm-hmm. saying, just a little bit more calibration, you're doing a great work. And the more important the work is that you do, the louder the signs. Yeah. Uh, okay. Something that I share often and <laughs> with reckless abandon is how important presence is. And those, if you are looking for affirmation in any way of your path, of your contribution, of your mission, of your art, you will only find it in the present. You will only find it when you are aware of, intentional to, and available for receiving them right now because reality is constantly going to be offering those moments, those subtle invitations, those subtle affirmations, those subtle uh, choice points for you to, like you said, continue calibrating to that emanation of your signature. And yeah, I just, this is one of the biggest things that I have been walking myself through and and really trying to cultivate my mastery around presence and not just like I can sit in meditation and sense my reality, but like truly can I be immersed in life? Can I be on this call without thinking about work that I have to do, without thinking about being hungry, without all of these things that they seem so minutia, like inconsequential, insubstantial, but it's those little things that pull you away from presence that create that much of a disturbance where you don't notice. You don't notice the subtle affirmation. You don't notice the subtle invitation. And this is something that like, it takes practice. Like I don't think I will ever have it a hundred percent in the bag. And I love that. I love that I get to continue exploring the nuances and like feeling the most granular pieces of presence constantly. And um, yeah, so that I also wanted to reflect back your question to you in a way and invite you to share, I suppose, the the edges and the contribution that you feel like you are here to expand, the door that you're here to unlock and to work with, and where you're feeling that stickiness as well. (laughs) It's crazy because as soon as I started asking this question, I knew the answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the door the door that I'm that I am opening the key that I'm holding this is crazy right now oh my god this is what I do anyways but, <laughs> but when you realize it you know so when you get a taste of your own medicine right <laughs> thank you I love that you know I yeah. love that normally when I work with people this is my little trick. So for me to really walk people behind the, behind the border mm-hmm. where they need to go, I learn their medicine and give it back to them. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. Like that's what it is. So thank you for doing this to me. Also. <laughs> um, okay. So 
the door that I'm creating, I find that there is an existing doors. And like I said, this is how I feel. So there is already like a collective field that us as a consciousness, as expression of consciousness have been able to express until almost. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And it comes back to me that all these civilizations that rose and fell, rose and fell, rose and fell, this is what happened. They mm -hmm. rose until that point where things started contracting back and they didn't have enough to push forward and allow that fountain to continue. Mm -hmm. So there's only like that much that we've inhabited as expression, right? As density, not as mm -hmm. potentiality. And to move forward, single-mindedness, single experiencedness is not enough. To mm -hmm. move forward, we bring puzzles together. Mm -hmm. So I find that the new doors are not the ones that we find, but the ones that we create. Mm -hmm. oh, that is so brilliant. And <laughs> yes, I, I'm just blown away by the fact that I'm even saying this right now because this is like pure channeling. I'm hearing this for the first time myself. Um, and to create these doors, we're supposed to match like you and I right now mm -hmm. into these immersions to reach some sort of border mm -hmm. and to see the co-creativity of you and I, how can it unfold into a door? Yeah. And then when other people are also joining, then it's a whole different door that opens up. And like you said, imagine the potentiality of that community that can happen yes. over this. And I love that we're speaking so raw and completely unedited, not even trying to make anything clear to anyone, because if it's not clear, that's fine. It's just mm -hmm. not the same. Yes. It's clear, it's clear. If it's not clear, it's not clear. That's it. As simple as that. So for those who find this clear all the way until this point, there is a reason for that. And imagine when all of these puzzle pieces, all of these little frequencies keep joining this core of something that is being built right now mm -hmm. as a completely new door. Yeah. So I, I, I know it within myself that uh, my mission is finding these puzzle pieces and literally creating the tissue mm. in between. I am the almost the magnet that attracts these sort of puzzle pieces together. Yeah. And like it's a connector. <laughs> it is. It is like yeah. a connector role. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew that I've always been like that, by the way, in my past history. I have experiences yeah. of like like you said, like having some sort of inner feeling of discernment to an extent mm -hmm. that I, I know that these pe two people have to meet. I just knew it. Mm -hmm. And and 
people who know me, they just know me because even if we haven't been in touch for a while, for half a year, all I can message say, look, you need to meet this person. Here's the contact. They sit. I don't say a word and they meet and then the entire other path starts for them. And one time with this connection that I made, these people never separated ever since. It's been around 10 years that they've been together and married and they wouldn't have met without me. Wow. Because they lived in different countries. That is magic. I, I just I just knew. <laughs> yeah, at least it's just like what I know about myself. I know that I connect things very well. I know yeah. what matches what. And in on a bigger scale right now, because I live constantly on the borderline. I am. That's why I used to like find a word to explain what it is that I feel as genius gatekeeper, what I used to have in my Instagram bio before, but I'm mm. not sure if it was the right wording because what I meant is someone staying at this freaking boat and not allowing it to shrink back. Like that is the mm. space of genius that's right there keeping itself. This is something yeah. that we haven't touched on that I feel is really important to speak to. There, The people that are here recalibrating the edges, expanding the aperture, the most important work that we can do in tandem with that is learning how to fortify the capacity in the container to actually stabilize and hold and sustain so that that edge can become regenerative and continue expanding. And I think there's there's this kind of co-practice that has to happen of like, okay, I go inwards to create expansion outwards and then I come back inwards so that I can fortify, stabilize, and hold that as the new set point, as the new standard, and then create capacity to go beyond. And I think what's really brilliant is that energetic transference can happen to create that opening of the aperture and that expansion of the possibilities to extend the borders of potentiality, it can also function as like co-regulation. To be in the energy of somebody who has stabilized something that feels like an edge for you is one of the quickest ways to learn how to be fortified and stabilize that new edge for yourself. And like that is one of the most magical things about mentorship, about being in containers with multiple people is like that energetic transference isn't just like about inspiration. It isn't just about, okay, what's possible? It isn't just about relating, although those are very important elements, but we as human beings need to co-regulate with one another. We need to like we, we rely on one another to create stability, to create belonging. And I think as well to your point of like the people that are going first, that are experiencing these frontiers, these edges, it might feel really isolating and it might feel really lonely because no one's gone there before. That doesn't mean that you're not going to meet people once you're there. And that, I think, is, is where that co-creation of community of, like, 
your network <laughs> becomes this really magical experience where you're you're no longer alone and it's not a matter of people aren't getting you or don't get you it's just maybe you were ahead of your time and you were creating that spaciousness for people to come in and fill it and continue expanding that body of work <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes and it is literally uh, physics mm-hmm. if I am really hot and you are cold what happens when we touch we, that heat gets spread you mm-hmm. also literally Mm-hmm. suck in the heat from another person and the same happens with this energetic fields mm-hmm. just being in a space with some like with someone as you I love how you say that fortified at this level mm-hmm. just being in this space I feel that like emanation the strong emanation the fortified emanation it almost fills in some of your gaps without you having to do much. You will have to do the work, but it will be like like flying on a plane over walking. That to me, when you mentioned it earlier, that is what quantum work is for me. That and and for me too. (laughs) That's 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 like being a quantum healer, being a quantum worker, that – you are impacting the quantum field through your resonance, through your the tone that you're emanating. Yeah. And I love that you were touching on this because I literally just redid um, one of my offerings, Energetic Sovereignty, and I, I renamed it Coherence. And this is one of the concepts that I speak to is this like this energetic entrainment, like you said, that hot and cold differential when there is discord between frequencies, our natural um, desire, our natural mechanism is to either find resonance and come into coherence, or if the discord is too much, you release one another from orbit and you go and find resonant fields because those coherent tones will only become amplified in the presence of people who share that same resonance. And so the more anchored you become in your own coherence, the more coherent your field becomes, the more powerfully you become a source of entrainment, of transference, of impact in the field. And the more your contribution is like felt. Okay, I'm just going to, I have to voice that. <laughs> Two ideas came to my mind while you're speaking this. Okay. <laughs> we don't need to necessarily take them on board, but if I don't birth <laughs> them and say them right now, they will still stick in my mind, interrupting our connection. Okay. Okay, so first idea is maybe making 
either I don't know maybe not a podcast but maybe just another call or even just an open call invite those who are interested you know kind of like start the deal basically mm-hmm. speaking about the um how do I normally call them right there ashipka uh, like the mistakes mm-hmm. right the mistaken understanding and experiences like the gaps that people don't normally look at yeah. the traps that's what they are they are the traps which people don't see as a blind spot right for mm-hmm. example in the quantum field trying to get into your frequency mm-hmm. trying to to do something within a frequency that you are not currently experiencing yourself and genuinely having a like at heart having a good intention mm-hmm. they just like took the wrong point the wrong turn and the turn the right way would be the way out is in basically mm-hmm. relationship like, <laughs> yes yeah. yes so like bringing out these distorsive or gap points just bringing them to the surface and speaking into them and how we see what would actually be mm-hmm. the right turn, you know? Because yeah. that was always be marked with resistance, with something uncomfortable. And these are the things that are signs, like sign points on the road saying, just just check in, just check in, check mm-hmm. in with yourself. Qualify check the energy. Qualify the energy, check in with yeah. yourself. So this idea number one, to bring these sort of points at one point. And um, what was the second one? Okay, the second one flew away. Doesn't matter what. (laughs) (laughs) If it comes back, I'll let you know. Brilliant. Well, for those of you listening, this might be a teaser for something coming up. (laughs) It's just Um, birthing itself. Yeah. (laughs) When things are birthing themselves, yeah. Like this is what you said. Feeling the subtle tones. Feeling yeah. like what is a confirmation, then not this right now, like within mm-hmm. this experience. And what I do find, like, that really is one of my what things that that makes me me, I would say, and also makes me stand out mm-hmm. from most people who, well, depending on what frequency they live in, think that I'm completely nuts and crazy and they don't understand <laughs> me, or think that I'm brave, that depends on where they're at. Yeah. Is the fact that I, like, when I feel something is being birthed, I'm ready to, like, you know, stop the whole world for that to be delivered. Yeah. I, like, because that is, feels so dense and so potent right now mm-hmm. to at least take just one step ahead. We're not saying, like, making plans forever. No, we're yeah. just like, saying do one step and see where it takes you. That's all. So fascinating that like that is the curriculum that I'm working with because like I said, right, there's all these concepts, these ideas, these inspirations within Mm -hmm. and then it's like I I cork it. And so I think this is a really brilliant synthesis of like you are almost like pulling me out of my inward process so that expression can happen, can take place. Um. And like, I, I love when complementing energies 
happen in that way. And I think like if you if you meet people in your life, <laughs> for those of you listening, that draw your brilliance out of you, like nurture that, nurture that relationship, cultivate that relationship um, because that is so invaluable. Like that is, if that's not like the hand of God reaching into your life to be like, I want you to breathe life into this. I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So very excited to, like I, like we said last call, to percolate on that. <laughs> Just marinate in it <laughs> and see what comes through. Um, oh, this conversation has just been like it's been so, so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so good. <laughs> I literally just look at the time when I thought it feels like we've been on a trip to freaking heaven. Yeah. How could that? How could that density? How could that? vibrancy even fit into one hour 16 minutes i don't understand mm. but that's not something to understand this doesn't live <laughs> in the realm of time so whatever yeah. i was yeah. just gonna say we, we play in timelessness here <laughs> i think another point to make too um because the idea of like not comprehending not getting something was brought up mm -hmm. a few times in our conversation and this is so very true for my work, probably for your work as well. As somebody receiving our words, as somebody receiving someone's work, if you feel connected, drawn into it, and you're finding you don't fully understand it yet, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Logical comprehension is not what you're after. When you're being um, when you're receiving frequency, when you're receiving something that's subtle, that's energetic, that is in the quantum field, it takes time to fully settle into all of the layers of your experience and become an outward manifestation of that wisdom, of that frequency. And so if you don't understand what you're hearing or receiving and you're feeling maybe a little bit of stickiness around, oh, well, I don't, I don't comprehend, but I should, um, just sit with it. Just integrate it. Just be with whatever it is that you're receiving and let it work on you in a really subtle way. And trust me when I say at some point, whether it's in an hour, whether it's in a week, whether it's in a month, um, what you're receiving energetically will land and you will have a moment of experiencing where you're like, oh, I get it. It's it's integrated. It's landed and it's embodied and something that I can now work with and access within myself. So your comprehension is not necessary. Your presence is. <laughs> Yes. Okay. <laughs> so this entire thing, not only was it a trip to timelessness together, but I personally felt basking in the marvelousness of your words, as I said, and your voice. Mm. So Thank you. 
I could listen <laughs> to you. Not to say all day, every day, but at least every day. <laughs> that being said, don't you want to speak more and allow people to just listen to you somehow? Like more, more people. Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> I often so I have like a whole living library of work in my one-on-one -on -one containers that people have access to when they work with me um, which is constantly expanding and evolving and I pour most of my life force into creating those transmissions and conversations um, and the reason being is like I said before, it sometimes takes time and space to develop a relationship with what I'm saying before it fully lands and gets received. And that is only amplified and sometimes even expedited and time is collapsed in the context of a container where you can come into my energy field and actively work with that frequency. Um, and so, <laughs> however... <laughs> I am recently having a lot of fun playing in the podcast space, playing with reels, spoken word reels, and just offering little moments <laughs> where um, I get to just transfer my essence, my love through my voice. I have spent the last year and a half receiving feedback from my community around the potency of my voice and the way that I express and the way that I speak and that has been such a tender scary thing for me to come into so um, I receive you <laughs> and I am actively working with that um, yeah Cassie <laughs> you're meant to allow many people to access you and even if I get what you're saying that people mm -hmm. have to be almost already qualified aligned and qualified <laughs> yes yeah. to, to come into full emergence with you yeah so just a suggestion drop up before we stop oh of course with your brilliant reels that you make please leave a link for them <laughs> to be able to purchase the access of your Okay, yeah. for those who've listened and thought wait a minute that's it where can i how can i enter this portal that she just kind of like showcased to me mm -hmm. that can be the way because that is a qualification if they heard within the reels realm what yeah. it is and kind of like felt the pull don't steal this neither from them <laughs> nor from yourself yeah. Please. Please. I'm speaking from like my own. I'm always speaking to my own experience. Yeah. I would almost like when I listen to you that reels, I at least listen listen to it three or four times and then I came back to listen to it again the next day. And that is like, you know, you almost like taste something mm -hmm. that you find thirst immediately after it stops. And like not knowing not knowing where to tap into, how to get in there, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You are meant to be heard by <laughs> many you. people who are looking for the key of just 
being able to calibrate in your presence. Mm. I appreciate you. I appreciate you inviting me into that. Um, like I said before, sometimes it's it's it difficult is. to initiate ourselves into mm, our magnitude sometimes. And so, yeah, this that just you receiving me, you inviting me, us having this conversation and being able to express with you and co-create this conversational container with you has just been such a blessing. And I am just so grateful that you agreed to a podcast episode because I adore the magic that happens when we collaborate. Me too. (laughs) Thank you so much for all this. What an episode, what a beautiful, brilliant woman. I am so glad that you were here to take in this conversation with us. And I wanted to make sure that you knew how to get connected with Nadia. So the best place to get in her energy is on Instagram. You can find her at Nadia underscore Hodos. So that's N-A-D-I-A underscore H-O-D-O-S. You definitely want to know this woman. She calls herself a genius activator, and mm, I'm sure you can feel into that after hearing this beautiful conversation. And if you loved this episode and you're loving the podcast in general, it would be such an honor to have you share it with your community, share your thoughts and leave a review or send us a note on Instagram to let us know what you thought. And of course, subscribe to stay in the know for future episodes.